Again, I say, what more do you need? Quit waiting. The risen Christ is my glory. Quit asking for the glory. Quit asking for the glory. It's come to you. Seek it more. Yes, seek it more. Yes, seek it more. But stop with the attitude that it's not here. It's already been given you. Step into it. When you receive Christ, what did you receive? His fullness. You become children in my house. Am I going to deny you the things of my house? There has got to be a paradigm shift. There has got to be a shift. Stop shrinking back. Walk forward, tap in. The glory is all around you. The angels have been dispensed on your behalf. They are ministering spirits for you. They surround you. They're with you. Send them forth on the wings of my word. Send them forth on the wings of my word. And nothing, nothing shall be impossible unto you. My presence is here. My glory is here. The angels are round about you. The fullness of Christ belongs to you. There is nothing missing in the kingdom of my light and love. So you must change your mind. Because I testify spirit to spirit with you. I testify spirit to spirit with my children. And nothing, nothing shall be withheld. Thus saith the Lord. Nothing shall be withheld. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. 
That's for moms. That's for spiritual moms. Hallelujah. Okay, well, we've been on a journey of receiving, understanding, receiving the fullness of Christ. Receiving an understanding, a revelation that we walk in an open heaven. We walk in an open heaven. So I am going to continue with that next week, but the Lord did give me leave today to talk to moms, which is kind of unusual because I don't normally do holiday messages. So anyway, he told me this was a good thing. So we're going to do the good thing. And we're going to talk about the life of Mary, mother of Jesus. And I want each and every mom, and you know, for, for the fact of the matter, each and every person to see themselves in light of the life of Mary. Because the word is true for all people. Okay? I mean, I'll be specifically addressing moms, but it's true for all people. It's important for all people. So anyway, we're going to start out and we're, we're kind of going to go through a few phases of the life of Mary. We're going to actually stop or go up to when Jesus performed his first miracle. But we're going to cover a lot. So at a very young age, at a very young age, the angel of the Lord came to Mary and said to her that she would supernaturally become the mother of the Son of God. Wow. Can you imagine that? You're in your teens. Young people. Young people, pay attention. God wants to use you in your teens. It's only a matter of are you going to yield. That's really all there is to it. He wants to use you before your teens. He's had a plan destined in his heart for you since before you were ever put on this earth. And you will either agree to that and yield to that, as all people. But don't think that you're excluded just because you are young. You are not excluded. You are an important part of God's plan. Anyway, so in Luke, we're going to go to Luke 1, 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Beloved, if you are a believer in Christ, you are highly favored. God's favor is round about you like a shield, Psalm 512. Receive that right now. You are highly favored. You are the favored of God. 
Mary was greatly troubled, verse 29, at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Key, do not be afraid. We do not have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's our spirit. Fear comes to torment the mind. And it cannot exist when the spirit walks in love and receives the love of God. So you don't have a spirit of fear. You have a spirit from God. When you're born again, you're Spirit is recreated. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. Listen to these words. Listen to what this little teenage girl is hearing. Listen to the power. Listen to the magnificence. Listen to the greatness of what is being spoken into her life by the very breath of God. God speaks to you in your life. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. What majestic words. What words has God spoken into your heart about your children? about your grandchildren, about your nieces and nephews, about your spiritual children. Don't let them go. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. How does God speak to us in this world today? By the Word, by the Holy Spirit, who testifies only of Jesus and speaks to us. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be, was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Nothing is impossible with God. was said to be. We can receive the words of darkness or we can stand on the words of God. What are you going to choose? What are you going to choose when doubt or confusion or the world wants to speak fear, negativity into your life that's against the word of God? You're not going to believe that. You're going to stand steadfast on the bedrock word of God. It's your life. It is your life. 
was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month. For no word of God will ever fail. If he gives you a word, you confirm it in the written word. Holy Spirit speaks to you. It will not fail. It cannot fail unless you choose to disagree. But guess what? He's good and kind and gracious and he'll always let you come back. Get in line with his thinking. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to, to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. That's where we want to be. May your word to me be fulfilled. In other words, I am in agreement with you, Lord God. I am in agreement with your word. I believe your promises. I will stand in faith, even when it may not look the best. Luke one thirty eight. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be to me be fulfilled. In King James it says, Be it according to thy word. Be it according to thy word. That's where we want to sit, Mom. That's where we want to stand. This is our most crucial stance. Be it unto me according to thy word. So next, Mary visits her cousin Elizabeth. Luke 1.39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the, bear, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. That's Holy Spirit revelation, isn't it? But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? See, this is revelation by the Holy Spirit. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, Blessed is she, blessed are you people, you moms, you dads. Blessed are you who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Blessed are you who believe that the Lord will fulfill his promises to you no matter what it looks like. Moms, the power of believing the words of God, the words spoken to you by the Holy Spirit, the promises of the Lord for your children. What an impact. It changes the world. It changes the world for the goodness of God. Hallelujah. It moves mountains. It establishes victory in their lives, sometimes when they cannot stand for it.
And those of you who may be discouraged young ones, maybe you don't have parents that are following the Lord or listening to the Lord, you've been blessed to be in a church like this because the Word says that God puts you in families. And he will put you in families to nurture you and speak the word of God over you. And it will change your life. Hallelujah. So then what does Mary do? You see, this is important. Mary confirms with her own voice the oracles of God. We are to speak the oracles of God. She speaks out the oracles of God. 1 Peter 4.11, King James. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. That's what you need to speak. And I just want to admonish you right now. Sorry, I wasn't planning on doing this, but don't speak junk over people in your life that aren't following the Lord or, or, don't, or aren't on a path that is the best path. You will be held accountable for those words. Do not speak death over someone because they're not following the Lord. You speak life. You speak the goodness of God. You speak the promises of God. If you do not have a promise of God to speak over someone, just keep your mouth shut. There's no space for that in this world. No space. You want to speak ugliness over someone's life or something that doesn't agree with the word? You know what you're doing? You're agreeing with the devil. Don't agree with the devil. Agree with the goodness of God. Agree with the promise of God. Agree with the blessing of God. Speak that. Change their lives. So Mary spoke out the oracles of God. Verse 46, and Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. See what she's doing there? She's coming in agreement. She's glorifying him. She's thanking him. She's agreeing with his majesty. The everythingness of God. My soul glorifies the Lord. She's receiving the truth. And she's giving him the glory for that truth. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Remember that he is the Savior of the world. He's the Savior, he's not the critic. He's not the condemner. If you are hearing voices about how you don't stack up or things that are putting you in fear, get rid of it. 
The Lord came to save, to deliver. He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. There is no space for darkness in the kingdom of his dear son. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. Do you understand what she's feeling here? From now on, all generations are going to call me blessed. Her entire life has been transformed. Your entire life is transformed when you choose to receive all the fullness that Christ has intended for you. And then you transform other people's lives with the revelation that you share. Excuse me, there are some women that are not in here that need to be in here. They shouldn't be out there working in the hallway when church is going on. This is a word from the Lord, and they need to come in here. For he has been mindful. We have Mary and we have Martha, and we're intended to be Marys. For he has been mindful, not that I don't appreciate people, but sometimes they think as a responsibility to serve you all, that they need to be working. And I'm saying right now, you are released from having to work right now. Please come in and be blessed. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. Hallelujah. His mercy extends to those who fear Him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. Do you see what she's receiving? By speaking out the voice of victory, by speaking out the oracles of God, by speaking out the faithfulness of God, so then, we get to the actual place where Jesus is born. You're going to feel like it's Christmas here today. No, but this is for moms. We're going to go to Luke 2. So the shepherds come to Mary and Joseph, and, and they basically tell them everything that the angel of the Lord imparted to them. Okay? Revelation. So they had gone to Bethlehem, for the baby to be born. Luke 2, 6. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. Just so you know, that's your position in Christ. The angels of the Lord encamp around those who love him. You have the very glory that Jesus had. He's imparted that unto you. Quit saying you don't have it. Just believe it. Just tap into it. Just flow in the Holy Spirit River. It is totally accessible to you. And they were terrified. Don't be terrified. Don't be in fear. Be blessed. Be thankful. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Second time we're hearing that in this process. Do not be afraid. We do not have a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. He is the Messiah. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And that is just as it happened, isn't it? The word of the Lord spoken into your life concerning your children, cling to it. Concerning your spiritual children, cling to it. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. That's you, beloved. You have been brought to peace with the Almighty God. The veil was torn. The dividing light is gone. You are in communion with the Father of all creation. Nobody can take that away from you. The only thing that can move that from your consciousness is your own fear. But we are not in fear. We are in belief in what the Son of God has accomplished for us. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. You see what faith does? Faith moves you. Faith. You take action in agreement with your faith. You take action 
You step out. You get rid of the doubt. You get rid of the fear. You step into the faith. You step into the word. So they hurried off. Oh, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried off. They didn't wait. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word. They spoke out the oracles of God. They didn't keep it to themselves. What had been told them about this child? They spoke the vision of God. And all who heard it were amazed. If you have a word from God, don't let the devil cause you to be in fear when it comes to speaking it out to your children or to anybody. You just put that in the hands of the Lord. And guess what? They will be amazed. And they will come to believe. They spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary, this is the mom. This is you moms. Treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Don't let go of one promise that the Lord has ever given you for your children. Do not let go. No matter how old they are, no matter what it looks like, do not let go. Ponder them. Meditate on them. Find word that agrees And stand firmly. Stand your ground. Push back the forces of darkness that would tell you otherwise. I don't care how old your children are. Believe for the promises of God before they're even born. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Just as they had been told. When those moments of doubt come, you say, no, this is just as I have been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. You see, Mary pondered. She believed. She stood. She kept it in her heart. And she didn't, she didn't have doubt in who her God was. So then we go to where Jesus is dedicated in the temple. And Simeon prophesies regarding the fact that Jesus is the Savior of the world. 
and Mary and Joseph marvel at the things that are said about Jesus. So we're going to go to Luke 2.25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. In case you have any doubt, as a believer, and don't let anyone tell you any different ever, as a believer, you have been sealed with the precious Holy Spirit. Let me just give that to you real fast. Because the devil likes to tell you that you're not. So when you believed in Christ, I'm not going to go through all of Ephesians 1. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So that's not talking about later. It's not talking about when you get the big mature britches on. It says your salvation. So don't disqualify yourself. Having believed, having believed, it doesn't say anything else. You were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit at that moment, at the moment of your salvation, a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions to the praise of his glory. That's you. So you'll never have to doubt that ever again, and I have a whole bunch of other scriptures that prove the same thing. But that really wasn't the message today, so we're going to keep moving on. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah, or the Lord's Christ. Well, he believed that. He was waiting for that. He had an expectation for that. Moved by the Spirit, see? God, God will put you in the right place at the right time. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. Like, oh, the Lord's just telling me to drive this road today. The Lord's just telling me to, you know, go to this store today. The Lord's telling me, don't drive that car today. See? So the Holy Spirit said, here, go here. So he went. He went to the temple. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, as 
you have promised. You may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. You stand on the promises of God and you will see the salvation and the deliverance of anything that you need in your life. You will see the salvation and the deliverance of your children. You will see the deliverance out of darkness, out of every bondage, out of every chain, out of every oppression. You will see the promises of God because you serve a Savior. A deliverer. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. All. All. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. What are you doing when you're marveling about something? You're holding it close in your heart. You're giving glory to God. You're saying, I don't care what it looks like. My God is faithful. You're marveling at the beauty of God. You're marveling at the goodness of God. So Mary, I'm sure, was pondering these things in her heart, always reflecting, always reflecting upon, always storing up the promises of God, building deep, deep, wells of the word from which to draw. Hallelujah. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. So then we find Anna. Anna was a prophet. There was also, this is Luke uh, 2.36. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher, she was very old. She had lived her, with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until the age of 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day fasting and praying. See, we can do this in our own lives, can't we? We don't ever have to leave the presence of God. When David said, when can I go to the house of the Lord? The answer is, anytime you want. Anytime. 
call on the Lord. He will be found. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God. This is Anna. And spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. So she had been given revelation that the fact that Jesus was the redemption of Jerusalem. The Redeemer. And she spoke it out. When God gives you promises, you ponder them, you nurture them, and you speak them out. When the Lord tells you to speak them to your child, you speak them to your child. Encourage your child. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town, Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with the wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. You see, there is a growing period. There is a nurturing period. There is a maturing period. Some kids, it's older than others. It's not as that time. <coughs> Hallelujah. Be patient. <coughs> Be patient. And know that the Lord is growing and strengthening and giving wisdom. And that the grace of God is upon your children. So then we get to the stage where Jesus is in the temple when he's about 12 years old. And he's listening to the teachers and he's asking questions. He's being about his father's business. Luke 2, 41. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over... While his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. So it's like, oh, where's Jesus? All of a sudden they wake up and they're like, where's Jesus? Down to verse 46. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. Hallelujah. And you know that Mary is putting this all in her heart. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Jesus answered, Why were you searching for me? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? King James says, Didn't you know I was about my father's business? Where are you positioned right now? What's the answer? In your father's house. You've been taken out of darkness. You've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You belong in the household of the father. It's your inheritance. Go ahead, open up the refrigerator. Take out the chocolate cake. Quit standing at the refrigerator door and saying it's closed. It's not closed. You gotta open it. Everything you need, everything you're hungry for, it'll be in there. 
So go ahead and open up the refrigerator door and quit saying I'm waiting for it to come to me. You have been delivered on a silver platter everything you need. You can either sit there and say, I don't deserve the silver platter, or you can say, I'm a king's kid. That silver platter belongs to me. Amen. But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then they went down to Nazareth with them and, he, and was obedient to them. He was obedient to them. Good child, see? He was being respectful and obedient. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Do you know what Mary's doing by pondering the truths of the word? She is creating an atmosphere of heaven. She is creating an open door for revelation of the fullness of Christ to come. That's what she's doing. That's what you do in your children's life. And now just shut off all these little wheels that are turning in your head saying, yeah, but when I was younger, I didn't know all this stuff. Well, quit whining. Quit whining. God has redeemed the past. He's bigger than your past. You can sit there and say, I didn't know this. I didn't do it right. I, I didn't understand. I made all these mistakes. Or you can quit being a victim and quit whining and start walking in the glory and walking in the redemption and walking in the resurrection and walking in the fact that he has already canceled the darkness. So get your hope on. Get your hope on. So his mother keeps treasuring these things, treasuring the promises, treasuring the words spoken, believing, treasuring the glory of God, spoken and imparted. And he's growing. He's growing in this atmosphere of her treasuring and pondering the goodness of God. And he's growing, and he's becoming, he's growing in wisdom and growing in stature. And he's being enveloped by the very atmosphere of heaven because the pondering heart in agreement with God brings heaven to earth. She's listening to her Lord. She's watching. She's nurturing the vision. She's nurturing God's plan for her child in, in his or her life. She's setting the atmosphere of heaven. She's bringing the glory of the Lord into manifestation. You see, that's what we do. 
that's what your faith does. That's what your prayers do. That's what your meditation, that's what your pondering, that's what your believing, that's what your speaking the word does. That's what it has done, that's what it will continue to do. Over your children, you will cause heaven to open up in your children's lives. And this goes for dads too, like I said at the beginning. And the child is becoming strong and full of wisdom and stature, growing in favor with God and men, and the grace of the Lord is upon you. The grace of the Lord is upon your children too. So you see, this, we never give up. This is not, this is not a, a road for the weak. This is not a road for the weak. Never give up. Even when you don't think things are panning out in your children's lives, we're not going to look at what we see. We're going to look at the word of God. We're going to look at the faithfulness of God. We're going to look at the plans of God. Even when there are derailments, even when there's pain, even when there's confusion, even when there's disappointment, we stand in faith. We believe our God. We believe in our Savior your Savior loves your child more than you do. We believe in the good things of God for them. Even when they don't. Even when they don't see it. My scripture says, me, says to me in Psalm 27, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That's the here and now. We believe that God will fulfill his plans and purposes for each one of our children because he has unique plans for each one. Psalm 138.8 The Lord will perfect, this is King James, will perfect that which concerneth me. Well, that's your child too. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. There is no end to his mercy. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. He will never leave them or forsake them. So we will stand. We will believe. We know it to be true. Philippians 1.6 Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It doesn't say, well, I'm going to go so far, and if it's not complete, I quit. It doesn't say that. It says, we'll carry it to completion, to the day of completion. And I'm just giving y'all permission to believe this for any promise of God that he's ever spoken to you. I mean, I'm talking about moms today, but... You know, go for the gusto. <laughs> Apply it across the board. You see, we have to remember to adhere to God's vision and speak the word over our children. They're growing in strength. They're growing. We believe that. They're growing in stature. The grace of God, even when they make mistakes, the grace of God will be upon them. 
You know, God gave you this child, and God gave this child you. So continue to answer the call to fulfill the mission that God has set before you. Luke 138, be it unto me, even as you have said. He gave you this child. Every promise of God, I agree with it. According to your plan, God. Standing for each child, each grandchild, each niece and nephew, each spiritual child. Stay the course and do not shrink back. Your faith will be rewarded. Your faith will be rewarded. Hebrews 10.35 Cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward. In the NIV there it says so do not throw away your confidence it will be richly rewarded. What are you confident in? Do not throw away your confidence in the goodness of God for you and for your children. The fullness of Jesus, the glory of heaven. So this this is all happening. This is all before Jesus even starts his ministry. Right? And Mary believes. She believes. She believes. She's believing at the launching of his ministry. She truly ushers in new revelation in this world. New revelation of the glory. New revelation of who Jesus is that impacts the entire universe. That's impact with his first miracle, his first miracle, when he turns the water into wine, new revelation comes to everyone. People believe. People believe as a result of that. And this is after years of prayer, years of standing, years of believing, years of listening to the voice of God. Years of pondering the purposes and plans of God. Because it's not until he's 30. Years of believing for her child. Meditating on all the good visions, the Holy Spirit impartations, the revelation that's been given to her. John 2, verse 1. On the third day of a wedding... A wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus said, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out 
and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. When Jesus, what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. The first through which he revealed his glory. Do you think Mama had any part in that? And his disciples believed him, in him, believed in him. Mamas, your faith, you'll never know who comes to believe because of how you have nurtured your child. And I'm not even talking about your faith and the things that you do in your own personal life because that's not the topic today. So you see, here's the deal. Mary went to the wedding. She just had a knowing in her spirit. She just had a knowing in her spirit regarding something about her child. She had pondered all of this for years, all the visions given. She knew it was time to launch the ministry. The Holy Spirit was talking to her and she was pondering it. And she was not in fear and she was not saying no. It was time for her child to launch. His ministry was to begin. So she said, They have no more wine. Just a simple statement. Hey, Jesus, they have no more wine. What did he say? He rebuked her. Have you ever gotten a rebuke from your child? Have you? Well, sometimes that's a moment to stand up and confront, and sometimes it's a moment to work behind the scenes. I mean, let's get real. So Jesus rebuked her. What did she do at that moment? She did not allow that rebuke to change her faith. She did not allow that rebuke to change her knowing from the Holy Spirit. One, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. That cannot be any more direct than that. I'm not, I, no, I'm sorry, excuse me. I think you're wrong. She didn't retort, but she didn't give in. She stood her ground silently in the recesses. She went over here and she said, Disciples, do what he tells you to do. See, she didn't doubt for one second. Not one second. 
She didn't doubt. Do. She knew the miracle was coming. Hallelujah. She spoke the result and put it into action. She opened the door for revelation. She opened the door for new life. In all those who were going to see this, the opportunity for new life, new revelation. So her faith, her vision, her refusal to doubt, her knowing from the Holy Spirit that there is a mission here, and Jesus does his first miracle. So moms, you are the heart of your homes. You are the heart of your home. You are a blessing, often unseen, often unheralded, often underappreciated. The things you do, some will never know. You see the heart condition of every single person in your home. God has given you a special anointing for that. You ponder the future, their future. You ponder their purpose. You ponder their heart's desires in your heart. You become an anchor. You become a rudder. For each and every heart in your home. You treasure the uniqueness of every single child. You ponder the thoughts of God for every single child. You capture God's heart, his vision for each and every child. And you help them find his heart. You help them join their hearts to the Father, to Jesus. It's an awesome responsibility, and it's an indescribable gift. You have been given a beautiful opportunity. You open up the pathway that helps join their destiny to God's destiny for them. Did you hear me say that? You open up the pathway that joins their destiny to God's destiny for them. This includes you two dads. And God has given you moms a special place of purpose in your family. You are to be blessed and cherished. You should cherish that position. It's not always easy when you're rejected. Get tough. Your care and concern sometimes are labeled as overbearing. You're accused of running a police state. Yeah, bring it on. You think this is a police state? <laughs> Just waiting to see. <laughs> As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. When your questions are ignored because 
you know, they think you're giving them the third degree, and it's really coming out of concern and care for them. You have a heart of goodness, you have a heart of blessing for them, and they think you're just being nosy. You know, they think you're being a snoop. Right? Have you all been there? Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know about any of this. <laughs> you know, my kids are just perfect. They're all angels. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah, they call you a snoop. They think you're just trying to get into their business. When you see your child's spirit being oppressed, and you know there's deliverance. You know that. You believe that. You try to reach out to your child and you just get slapped down. <laughs> See, they don't understand your motives. Your words are ignored. What are you going to do then? You're going to continue in the faith. You're going to continue in the faith. You are a warrior for God. You are strong for him. And in turn for them. You turn to the private place. You turn to the place of prayer. The recesses where God meets you when you cry out. You ask God to reveal things to your children. He speaks to your children. He loves your children more than you do. Because they don't think you understand. They think you're from the bygone days. They think you're from like the dark ages and you don't have understanding of the things that they're dealing with today. Well, that's just immaturity on their part. They'll understand it when they have kids. And we can all pray that they'll understand it now. So you bend your knees, you bow your head, you trust in your beautiful Father. You trust in the saving grace of Jesus, the one who created them and who loves them more than you do. He answers. He does answer. He does deliver. He does save. He does rescue. He does bless. He does create beauty. He does fulfill his good purposes and plans for their lives. He completes the good work that he has begun in them and in you. He honors your heart. He honors your prayers. He honors your faith. He honors his word. You ponder the truth of the word. You ponder those things which the Lord has revealed to you about your child from the time of his birth, or even before his or her birth. You do as Mary did, and you keep the vision, often quietly. You don't take no for an answer. You believe in the fullness of Christ for each and every one of them, and of the word, the fullness of the word for each and every one of them. You continue to pray, and you continue to share the hope of the word. You continue to bring forth in your mind and your spirit 
the things that God has spoken to your heart, which you have believed and stored away. You stir up the spirit within you and you war in the spirit for God's victory in every single life. Greater is he who's in them than he who's in the world. They are more than conquerors through Christ who loves them. God perfects that which concerns them. He fulfills that which he has begun in them. That's the word. So you've all done this. And not one of you has been perfect. And God does not require you to be perfect. He requires you to be yielded. You've all done this, and when I was putting this, when I was talking to the Lord about, because all he said is talk about Mary, when I was putting his thoughts together that he was giving me, he gave me this word for all the moms, and I hope that all the moms are in here so that they could hear this. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord for every mom, every spiritual mom. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. For the victories you have seen bless you. Know the important part you've played for the victories yet to come. Keep on. Do not shrink back. You have been the difference in your child's life more often than you know. All that God has placed in your heart as the truth of the word and as vision for the lives of each child, cling to that and faint not. Great shall be your reward. Do not cast aside the hope. Your faith has great recompense of reward. You are a difference maker. You are a truth sayer. You are a palette of peace, a giver of joy in the journey, the language of love, the healer of hearts, the venue of victory, the founder of faith, the herald of hope, the planter of patience, the kindred of kindness, the garden of goodness, the giver of grace, the mother of mercy, a lifeline of love, an indispensable interest in instrument in my hand. In the hand of God for your child. That's who you are. Amen. So Lord, we just receive your word today. We thank you for your word. 
I thank you that you encourage and give hope and grace and peace to every mom in this room. Lord, help them feel your hand of goodness and kindness and love and encouragement and strength to not shrink back, to take joy in the journey, to know in whom they believe, to stand. And I thank you, Lord, that they are strong and very courageous. They are not moved by what they see, but only by the word of God. In Jesus' mighty name. So we're going to take 